Hello, and welcome to episode 19 of the God Sells podcast. I'm Eric Marola. For those who do not know, I have been to Ukraine more than 30 times since 2016. I have also been there during the Russian invasion while filming my latest documentary, Ukraine, Fetal Stem Cell Pioneers. I will be releasing my new documentary, Ukraine, Fetal Stem Cell Pioneers, on YouTube for free in the very near future. If you have not signed up to my mailing list yet and wish to be informed of its release, go to ericmarola.com. That's E-R-I-C-M-E-R-O-L-A.com and sign up or stemcellsmovie.com. You can also subscribe to this YouTube or SoundCloud channel or follow this project on Twitter. All links are in the description below. Today's podcast is a conversation with an American named Dean who was suffering from some extreme prostate problems and other issues and who was with me and eight others as we made our trek from Poland into Kyiv, Ukraine last September during the Russian invasion. I also released a short film on this project's YouTube channel telling our story of this trip, also in the description below. As always, if you want to ask me anything about this therapy, please do not hesitate to email me. I have been assisting many people making the trek from the United States, Canada, and Europe to go to MCEL. Why are people going to Ukraine to MCEL during the Russian invasion? Because as of right now, MCEL in Ukraine is the only place on earth anyone can get this therapy. Please email me at eric at ericmarola.com. That's E-R-I-C at E-R-I-C-M-E-R-O-L-A dot com if you want to ask me anything about this. I do not get as many emails as you would think, as virtually no one on earth is even aware that this therapy exists. I hope you enjoy today's podcast conversation with Dean. Hello. Hey, Dean. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Can you hear me okay? I hear you great. Yeah. Great. We haven't spoken since Ukraine, right? Not like on the phone. No. Yeah. Not at all. So you're in Germany. Yes. Yeah. I'm in the California um, uh, atmospheric river storms. <laughs> <laughs> is it still bad? Yeah. It's like... It's like a day of okay, and then the day today is another day of rain. But living in Santa Monica, oh, we don't. Good. Yeah, we don't get like the Malibu mudslides or anything crazy here, so it's not that bad. Are the, are the reservoirs filling up again? To be honest, I haven't paid attention. Oh, I haven't paid attention other than like whatever I catch a headline. But I know there were like waterfalls, uh, waterfalls in Malibu, and rocks flying onto the PCH and things like that. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It's like biblical weather. Yeah, it is. And to be honest, uh, because ever since Russia invaded Ukraine, when it comes to the news, if it doesn't have anything to do with Ukraine, I'm usually not paying attention. And then me too. And, yeah, I know, right? And then what's odd too is when you look at all this tornadoes and hurricanes and all the destruction. I look at the news and I go, hmm, looks kind of like Ukraine. <laughs> it's not. It's not funny at all. But like, it's like I have a different viewpoint. I'm like, yeah, I'm really sorry that this tornado destroyed your neighborhood. But you know, you, you have no idea what destruction is. You know. You you went you you toured Bucha, didn't you? Did you go to well, Bucha? I went to Irpin. And we didn't go mm -hmm. because we were running out of time. I didn't get into Bucha. But however, as far as the destruction, okay, Bucha was where so much of the, you know, the rape, torture and murder occurred, but they yeah. didn't flatten entire neighborhoods. 
um, like they did Erpine. So what they were doing while doing all of that in Bucha, you know, breaking into people's houses and everything we read about, they were shooting artillery at Erpine. So that's why Erpine was more interesting to visit. And so in hindsight, like I looked at the my video and of course I remember it so well, like all the places I toured only with MSL as my tour guide. And that's where like Bono and Ben Stiller and, you know, Blinken and all these people yeah. also toured. I, I was standing on the same ground that all these people were walking around. It is brutal. I mean, it's, it's crazy. And I have so much footage. I don't really know what to do with it. I didn't want to put it all in the documentary. I did use a little bit of it in my credits of the new documentary, but um, I'm thinking about doing a separate, you know, like short video about it, but I don't know. I mean, honestly, it's almost like nothing people haven't already seen in the news over and over again, but yeah. 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 Well, it's good to keep them refreshed on it, I think. Yeah. It'd be terrible if people forget it all about Ukraine just because like the news cycle or something, you know, it doesn't, I don't know. I, I, I fear that, that that will happen. Well, it's frightening because when I when I watch when I watch the news when I watch the news and I see them no longer cycling Ukraine in the news cycles as often, it's sort of I don't know, it sort of breaks my heart, honestly. But yeah, 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 exactly. I hope that they get. I hope it ends soon. I really do. Really, as soon as possible. Well, everything would have been over by now. Yeah, I mean, everything's working in our favor. I mean, Russia is on its heels, on its back feet. I mean, but they keep just throwing more. Uh, people and to be slaughtered. I mean, it's just crazy. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, the people won't put up with that for too long. I don't think you'd like to think so. You know, and that, yeah, yeah. <sighs> I mean, like any other, just that Russia is so darn big. I mean, it's like 11 times know, 140 million people. I know. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's almost crazy. like all of America rising up and everything, throwing its government um, as far as like, as far as it's um, as far as the scale of it all. But yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I, it's you constantly see good news with more and more Western help, which because they realize that this is not going, Ukraine's not going to give up. I mean, it's really hard for people to understand. Like Ukraine would rather yeah. rather die than give up what's theirs. And it's really hard for like, the average Westerner to really get that um, because we're just- Because all, nobody has that kind of passion in the West. Like, right, yeah. For, you know, like that's like really major, like those people are courageous. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, and, uh, and never. Yeah, and it's like uh, as one of the M cell uh, doctors said in my ending credits of the new movie, which of course isn't out yet. You know, she said this isn't our DNA. Like we have every hundred years. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, she said like every hundred years, Russia tries to commit genocide in our country, and we're just living through this again. It doesn't make it any easier to tolerate, but this is just what we've been dealing mm -hmm. with. You know. So. Yeah, they happen. Yeah, and it's very similar because have, you haven't been back since. You haven't been back since we were there. No, when I went in, in September. Yeah, when I went in September, which I was so happy that you were able to come along. I went there. Of course, I wanted my annual therapy, but I went there because you know I'd worked on this movie technically since 2016. I mean, all this accumulated footage and following people, um, and I said I can't release this movie without going there during the invasion. You know, if I want to release it soon yeah. anyway. So that it was that was the biggest reason, and. Um, is to be there during the invasion. And frankly, there are so many people like Sophia with muscular dystrophy who relies on this therapy on an annual basis. Yeah. They were going to go anyway. And of course, the other yeah. kid with muscular dystrophy um, was there. And of course, you and many others. So um, to answer your question, it was yeah. it was partly due to finishing. And to answer your question, no, I haven't been back, not because I don't want to, but I've been, I've been finishing up the documentary. So that's where uh -huh. you know, it is done now. 
Um, okay. there, there's like with any documentary film, there's all these new developments. Um, I think it's okay to say this. Um, there's somebody that I showed it to like when you, whenever I finish one of these films, I, um, you know, show it to people that I think like would be good to get their input and good to get, you know, uh, maybe who knows what could occur because a lot of these people are powerful. And this one individual happens to know a lot of uh, NFL players, uh, you know, professional football players who have CTE, which is that, um, you know, that hideous brain injury that I think t- oh, Tony, wow. Tony Dorsett made the most famous from the Miami Dolphins, but boxers get it, hockey players get it, but football players get it really bad. And it, you know, it's a very debilitating, um, you know, sort of brain injury. And the NFL has been trying to cover it up forever. It's just a big mess. Anyway, so stem cells could help that probably. For correct. Sure. Because correct. And that's what I'm trying to say is like they were talking about getting and a couple of these guys. I know I'm not an NFL sports fan whatsoever. I had to Google these people, but a couple of them are quite mm-hmm. famous. And I asked some of my buddies who follow the NFL. They're like, oh, yeah, I know who that guy is. I don't want to say who they are now. But anyway, uh-huh. so uh-huh. they're like talking about going. So I'm like, OK. So do I wait and see if they go and then try to go with them, include them in the movie? If it does, I mean, it's so hard to finish these movies up. <laughs> yeah, because there's always new people, though. There's a lot of a lot of new people are going all the time, right? It's not only busy, the, aren't they? yeah, it's not only yeah. Well, they're not as busy as they would like to be or as they used to yeah. be. But because of the God cells and because of me releasing that 37 minute preview and of course that short film about all of us going, you know, I've speak to on average maybe five, maybe ten per month. Um, that are going. Mm-hmm. So I just say, I tell them, you know, I either talk to them on WhatsApp or via email, just give them basic advice on what to do since I've done it. Um, of course, the winter months, even before Russia, were always slow because it's so cold there. Mm-hmm. But um, honestly, in September, there was our group. And then in October, I think I spoke to like seven or eight people that went. And these are just people that I speak to. It doesn't mean that everybody that goes speaks to me. And then, and then yeah. basically, and same thing in November. So September, October, November. So there was nine of us there when we were there, and at least that in the following two months. And then in December, I only think like spoke to maybe five. And then in January, I'm aware of uh, three or four that are going. So yeah, yeah, it's much more dangerous now for sure. Yeah, we went. I'm sure people are really worried. Yeah, understandably. We went. The we we went you know. We went. We did, we did, and we didn't know how to predict that. And it was crazy because we were there. Remember, we were there, and then Putin announces his new conscription. I know. And like I you know, walk so out, I was, like, was going to stay an extra day, but I changed my mind because of that. Right, but then at the same time, um, you walk outside, and people are walking their dog and walking their kids around and swinging on the swing yeah. sets and like going rollerblade, and like nobody blinked, you know, in Ukraine when that yeah, happened. They do. It was very amusing in it's a amazing. way, but um, yeah, we did it's, go at a good time. Eerie, though, like. Walking around like um, Kiev, like at 8 p.m. and then like and nobody was on the streets and I was like, oh shit, I better get back to the hotel. It yeah. really like quieted down real fast and it got dark real fast yeah. on the streets when it, I was and I didn't realize there was a curfew and I was like, this is not a good idea. Yeah, and, the, um, yeah, the curfew is there obviously for a reason, but um, but yeah, yeah. So wait, you didn't venture downtown, did you, or did you? Yeah, I did. Oh, you did. did. Okay, great. Yeah. And where that big where that big dome is, that big. Uh, glass dome yeah like in the in the center of yeah that's there and i went out for sushi that's the maidan uh, they call that the maidan area that's where the big independence uprising in 2014 occurred um and uh yeah oh yeah and then did you walk up the hill to like where the the big mm-hmm. like okay cool like the saint sophia monastery 
Yep. Yeah. Because they're like a, it was like a a church or something. And then there was like really steep hill, really, really steep. Going back down. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that's St. Andrews. Actually, I walked up it. It was pretty fucking strong. That was a walk. It was like San Francisco. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the cobblestone street, right? Beautiful. Yeah, it was beautiful, though. Yeah, I really want to spend more time there. Yeah, I mean, it's one of my favorite places, honestly. I mean, it's got, as you said in the short interview we did, I mean, it's got so much culture, so much great food, amazing people. It's sort of like this, it's amazing how few people know about it or even understand it's a different country than Russia, honestly. (laughs) Much better. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, honestly, um, I would love to hear, because um, we haven't, we, I know we've communicated by text and email a little bit, but we've verbally spoken for the first time since September. Um, whatever you're willing to share, I would love to hear about whatever you're willing to share about your reasons why you wanted the therapy, of course, during, you know, a quote war zone and then like any results you may have had due to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd love to hear. Well, I, I really went, um, the main reason was because of, I have a prostate issue mm-hmm. and also I get. I was starting to get tired out when I would walk up and down the stairs to my apartment in New York, on the fourth floor, and get out of breath like too much. Like, and I really wanted to try to, you know, get more stamina and more energy. You know, grow new capillaries and stuff. I've been watching all of the videos and everything, mm-hmm. and um, I really feel like it worked. I, I feel like I can definitely. Um, work out much longer and I don't negotiate with myself whether I should go to the gym or not. I just go and I never did that. I used to fight myself all the time like that. I would never just get up and go. I would just like procrastinate and then put it off and then never go. And and, uh, my workouts are so much better. I can breathe deeper. I feel like I'm breathing deeper. Do you feel that way? Yeah. Yeah. When you... Like, I feel like I have more oxygen for some reason. And also, I'm not waking up to urinate all night long, you know, waking up 10 times a night like I used to. Um, and I just feel like like I was, I was doing some stretching the other day, and I just, there's something strange. I, like, I knew more of the movement. Like, I it felt like I knew more about what I was doing. <laughs> it's really weird. Like I feel, I felt like I, I, I understood my body more. I don't know if that has anything to do with anything, but um, I just feel like really um, serene and like very comfortable in my mind, also. Mm-hmm. And um, I, it's just like an overall sense of well-being. I can't really explain it. I know it's that, just a, the improved version of myself. That's wonderful that you said that because that's what I noticed primarily after my first therapy back in 2016. So, like when people ask me how does it make you feel, I say the same thing. I say, well, it's hard to describe. And so the best way I just remind people is that this is biology. You know, we're all so used to chemicals and drugs and how they affect us, or even caffeine for that matter. We know how they affect us. But when you are introduced with this very unique biology, uh, it's very hard to describe like how it's affecting you. But yeah, the one of the things, it's a, it starts with psychology for me, and it seems like it did for you too, it affected the brain. Uh-huh. And so for example, for me, my ability to deal with stress uh, changed dramatically. Like the best example wow. I like to give is, you know, like let's say you're having an off day, you know, prior to the cells, for example, and you get an email that annoys you. And in the past, I would have a tendency to 
darts back a kind of a basically a shitty email without thinking it through and regretting it later, mm-hmm. right? I stopped doing that kind of thing. <laughs> I, and I really did. And I also like kind of refined my life, like I, like as if I had like all the burners on the stove on with all these things going. And I found myself turning off a couple of burners going, no, 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 why, why do you even bother with those things? Focus over here. And so, yeah. and, it, and the cells did that for me. And it, what's interesting is because it's in your brain, it's almost like a rewiring and it, and it tends to stay. Mm-hmm. Now that said, I have had the therapy every year to kind of keep as a maintenance because I also understand the science and that it keeps building upon the previous therapy. Oh, yeah. that's good to hear. Okay. If you remember the telomere video I released and how yes. the telomeres, okay. But it shows, and that's just further proof that each therapy builds upon the last. Like, so no different than how they discovered this as a therapy, as the stem cells were circulating throughout the maternal body and then remained in the maternal body until death in many cases based on autopsies. That's how this works as well. The cells don't just die off inside of you. Your immune system doesn't recognize them. In fact, they encourage them to be a part of the family, if you would. And so, yeah, yeah. And while they do lay dormant after a while, just like our own stem cells do, they will wake back up again if there's an injury or a reason, but they aren't as powerful in the wake up period as they would be as a whole new batch, a new family of fetal stem cells introduced into your body, you know, a year later to sort of join the party, if you would. And I'm oversimplifying, but it's remarkable. Um, And so again, yeah, me too. And the telomere measurements prove that in that my... My telomeres aren't necessarily growing, uh, my, my existing ones, there's no proof of that. We don't have the technology to prove that. All we can do is take a snapshot using the flow cytometer method of my average length of telomeres. And it, they, my average length are growing. And it doesn't mean that my telomeres are growing. It means that the fetal stem cells, this huge abundance of them that have been injected into me over the years um, are at such a degree that they're affecting my telomere length because those are long full length telomeres. So I kind wow. of joke and say, yeah, like, like I'm a walking Frankenstein. You, you kind of are too. You kind of are too. And what was interesting too is that if you go back to the telomeres, I also point out that it was less than a, it was a quarter of a percent of my telomeres were the population of long telomeres. Today, it's eight and a quarter percent of my population with long telomeres. It's like a 3000% increase of my percentage of cells with long telomeres. Let's go back to what you were saying. But going back to the gym and everything else, like because as you said, building new capillaries and strengthening your blood vessels, you know, the endothelial cells, which is what they give you on the first day to not only do that for you, but they also, they want your circulatory system to be put in overdrive because the cells can only go where your blood goes. So the better circulatory system you have, the better um, chance your cells, the cells will go to the right places. And so, and when of course they, like I've never, I've never, yeah, I, I never felt my lungs fill up as deeply as they do now. Like I can really, when I do breathing exercises, mm-hmm. it's like, it's so full of air. Like I, it's almost like I, I, I it's like a, I'm 15 years old. It's great. I know. And as you know, the way the lungs are made, you know, you breathe in the oxygen, the oxygen goes into the blood supply and you have more blood supply, you know, you know, tentacles or capillaries and vessels to pull in that oxygen than you had before the therapy. Yeah. 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 It's remarkable. It is. And then bring it to other organs and stuff and, and, you know, keep everything healthy. Yeah. And of Um, course they cross the blood brain barrier as well. That's why it's affecting your brain so much. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
You're, yeah, I've been dreaming better too. I've been having better dreams mm -hmm. too. It's interesting that you said that. I noticed that the first time I had it. It's interesting. The first therapy is the most dramatic. Um, I'm not saying that your second therapy isn't going to be good. You're always going to feel, uh, you're going to, you're going to be reminded just, Oh, I remember this like the first few months. Um, but, uh, uh it's interesting just for me, I can only speak for myself, but while I do feel fantastic, you know, after each additional therapy, I never forget what the first one was like. It's very interesting. And that's why I think it's so important to get the maintenance every year because fetal stem cells regenerate. And as we age, we're going through a constant case, a uh, state of degeneration. So all it's doing is fighting against that consistently. So why did not? You feel more, hmm? did, did you feel more effects like when you first had it, like right after, like a week after, or was it like a couple of months? No, it's, inter uh, it's interesting because it's okay. The first thing I noticed for men, you know, did you get the intramuscular injection in your buttocks? Yes. Okay. Yes. So that was the testicular related testosterone producing cells. So that's the first thing I noticed is your libido goes, whoa, you know, like I'm sure, <laughs> I don't know if you remember that for yourself or not. True. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah. that, so obviously, but that's a totally separate, you know, group of cells. So that's the first thing that you notice. And as a man, good grief. I mean, that's the first, it's very distracting. So that's all your, you know what I mean? It's like, so yeah. you're like, wow, that's all you're like paying attention to. And it's hard to notice everything else happening. But to answer your question for my first therapy, it, it was different than you or anybody else because my first therapy was my way into gaining M cells trust. You know, the, I think you remember the story, but the short version is, you know, I started out in Mexico following this now fraudulent clinic stem cell of america you know i realized yeah. eventually that they had gotten the cells from the ukrainians and maybe even stole the cells from them but i wasn't sure and so when i reached out to m cell they didn't want to have anything to do with me and it had to do with my my following this other guy who was operating in mexico the one that was on the merv show Right, that right. Stupid doctor. Yeah, he's luckily he's now. I don't mean luckily. It's I don't mean to diminish the fact that he's passed away, but but he's not. You know, he's not around anymore. Even though the clinic or the place is still somehow operating, I don't know what's going on. That's a whole separate conversation. And, yeah, yeah. But the point is, is that. It, it was my way in. I said, look, after they would not let me come over there and with cameras, you know, so basically after multiple Skype calls back then, it was Skype versus Zoom all the time. And I said, look, just let me go in as any other paying patient. But can I please just like bring cameras in the room? and just let me film. So honestly, I wasn't anticipating what the therapy would do for me. It was my way in and my way in, and my uh, way of salvaging so it this. Big, it was a surprise to you then. Yeah, so everything that happened was like an unexpected surprise. And they also said, because they're so humble, you know, at the time, I'm 50 now, I was in my early 40s, what, 2016? Yeah, so six, yeah. four, yeah, six years ago, some seven years ago-ish. Um, you know, they said, look, you're young, your blood work looks pretty good. Like, you know, you're, you may not feel a lot because you're healthy, you know, it's going to be great for anti-aging. Really? Oh okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh -huh. they, in fact, when I was over there, they tested my wife's blood as well. Because what they do, mm -hmm. if you ever go over there with a companion that just wants to hang out with you, they'll give like the yeah. companion free blood testing and all that, just a diagnostic since they're running it anyway and they do it in-house. So they tested my wife's uh -huh. everything. My wife's an organic private chef and she takes great care of herself. They just looked at her and said, you do not need this therapy. Like you're in perfect shape. Like you do not need this at all. <laughs> and she's, and she's, you know, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's six or seven years younger than me too. And so back then she was still in her late thirties. So anyway. But yeah, so I had no I had no expectations, and it was all just this huge, pleasant surprise for me. And again, it's sort of and and again, I, I don't know. It's half the reason too, aside from the obvious, that I became so obsessed with this. 
um, technology, you know? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with it. I talk about it, I think, once a day, <laughs> nice. at least, to somebody. Yeah. And again, I... Um, so how I, does Kate like it? Does Kate, does Kate like it? Yeah. The, uh... One of the biggest things for her being a female is her uh, menstrual cycles are... Um, she Like, the periods sneak up on her after she's had the therapy. Uh-huh. So she doesn't have the cramps and all the usual symptoms that happen before a period. So, and after like a year, year and a half of not having it, and she's actually skipped, she's done it every couple of years versus every year. Um, but the point is, is that she did get it with us this trip and the same thing. It's everything is kind of diminished again, where her periods, like you don't have the usual symptoms leading up to that. But of course she feels a lot of the same things I do, but she takes such better care of herself than I do. Not that I'm a disaster, but she, I just work too much and she's got a much better organized life than I do. Uh, but yeah, no, she likes uh-huh. it a lot. Of course, she always wants it. And speaking of which, you know, her her mother has had it. Her aunt, uh-huh. her mother's sister, who had a very serious pancreas issue, had her entire pancreas removed and has to live oh off. Yeah, she has to carry around insulin 24-7. And it helped her tremendously. Um, I mean, she's really? she yeah, she really uh, attributes it to really uh, virtually saving her life, even though you know, she wasn't at death's door or anything. But yeah. Yeah. I've got a friend in uh, Frankfurt that had like a major uh, motorcycle accident. He's been in a wheelchair for like maybe six months now. I mean, he can, his legs, they, they will work. It's mm-hmm. just that he's, he had, to have had so many operations and I thought maybe it could help him. I mean, if somebody's been injured badly, it could, it could put, totally help them, couldn't it? Yeah, it could. It, it makes it, sense. Yes, it does. Like, there's a patient in the God cells uh, that got in a motorcycle accident. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. It was like a hot hitting needle, hot knitting needle in his elbow. Um, okay, there's another patient who I'm actually going to do a podcast with in the next week or so, who has been every year since he saw the God cells, and he had the exact has the exact same problem as this guy. And he says, like, if uh-huh. I was at 100% pain, um, I'm at 5% today after this. Wow. So now that's, that's pain. Amazing. Yeah, that's only pain related. He wasn't immobile. Now, when it comes to injuries, because of the nature of a motorcycle accident and injuries, it depends on how much physical damage was made. Um, but, and it also, so that will depend on how successful the cells can be. You know what I mean? There's only so much regeneration they're capable of doing. I mean, it's not like, like you hear the things yeah. about building organs and petri dishes, and it's not like that with this. Yeah, yeah. But uh-huh. but that said, you know the earliest, the earlier this is intervened, uh, as fetal stem cells is given to somebody, like ideally within the first year, the better chances of regeneration. The longer the body sits in the state that it has been in. Um, and oh, yeah, before the cells are introduced, the harder the job it is for the cells. Now, uh, so again, but what M said would have to do is look at his x-rays and look at his MRIs and anything related to it and give, you know, a, a responsible prognosis on what to expect and things like that, that require like no, metal. No, he, didn't, he, he, okay. he didn't hurt his spine. He oh. just like fucked his leg up and everything. Yeah. Oh, okay. So honestly, I think you should I told him to do. I told him, and, and I think money might, my money might be an issue, so I didn't want to push it too much. Understandably, um, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I will encourage him because it doesn't cost any money to have him submit. I'll have, happy to help him. You know, if you want to have him email me, just submit the MRIs and X-rays and all the basic stuff, and let their neurologists and let their doctors really analyze him, and you know, give their humble opinion on what to ex- they would think that would they could expect out of it. You know. So that's all. Yeah, yeah. It's worth a, it's worth that. Okay. It doesn't cost him anything but time to do that. Absolutely. And, yeah, I think and, he, he probably would. He's, he's sick and tired of sitting in a wheelchair. 
I mean, his his legs move, but they just they have these spikes in them. It's just really awful. Wow. He really got mangled. Okay, he so lost a lot of weight too. Yeah. So it's yeah. the it's so he's recovering from the injury. That's why he's in a wheelchair, or he has recovered from the injury and the surgeries. And that's why, like, what is it? No, he, he's recovering in the wheelchair. Like okay. he's, he's going to be walking soon. It's just, that he has these big, um, oh. weights and things. He's got oh those pins like stuck in there. Like, oh. this, like Frankenstein. this is what it's I really recommend. This is what I recommend if he is able to afford it. And that is he, as soon as he's able to walk, he goes because this is great. I, th- I was assuming he had spinal cord injury and he was paralyzed. So no, no, if he's in a wheelchair, here's the thing about the, going back to the regenerative nature of the cells, Dean, is that since he's healing from surgery and it's still going to take a long time to fully heal, these cells will speed up the healing process like never before. Yeah. Like I've seen older people with hip, broken hip, and they get the surgery and they go get the cells once they're mobile and their doctors are like, I have never seen anyone heal from a hip surgery as fast as you. Um, it's oh, wow. yeah, the re- great. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, it'll, yeah. I mean, the cells will focus on the injury. Now that said, it won't focus as much on a lot of the other issues of the anti-aging aspect because they'll be doing uh-huh. so much work on the injury. And of course, M-cell will accommodate for that. You know, it's personalized. So they're going to give a much higher amount of the cells related to you know, fixing those would honestly be the pre-mesenchymal cells and all the cells derived from the liver that are related to this versus giving, you know, uh-huh. an, you know, and they probably would give a lot extra neuronal cells, I would assume as well. Um, but yeah, yeah. I would encourage them to at least that, not enough people take the time to just submit the records. They think, Oh, it's unobtainable. Oh, how could I get to Ukraine? Oh, I can't afford it. But yeah. why not just submit so the records? Why not submit the records and find out it's free, you know? So, yeah, 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 yeah. I gotta talk to him again for sure. Yeah. Well, I'd love to go back. Sin, I mean, he's like, like sitting there. Yeah. Uh, let's go back. Yeah, because um, when I met you, one of the first things you said was you had a family history of prostate issues. So it was it's like in the genes. Yes. If you don't mind talking about that yeah, quickly, I'd love to, because I know there's other people that might be in your position or just older men that are having issues for other reasons that would love to know yeah. about this. So you were getting up. Let me, you, I'm going to review from what I remember. Your father and perhaps other men in your family had prostate An issues. Uncle. uncle, okay. And, yeah. and, and you were getting up um, like what, six times a night sometimes to urinate? Sometimes more. Okay. Sometimes 10 or 15 times. Wow. And I remember you saying to I me, I have it on camera too. I remember you saying, if this therapy can fix my prostate, it's worth all the trouble. <laughs> and so tell me, I mean, <laughs> I mean, do you, um, I it? feel like it's improved a lot. I feel okay. like um, it's not um, like the fact that I was losing so much sleep was destroying my life. Like I felt like it was like ruining my life. To never having good sleep. Plus, I also have sleep apnea, which I didn't tell anybody. Okay. Which um, I, since I left uh, Ukraine, I bought a CPAP machine. So I've been trying to sleep with that. Um, and it's been helping me out too. So um, the uh, prostate issues, I think they're less now for sure. I'm not urinating all the time. So that helps. That's great. Um, like, yeah, if I you mean, don't, that was worth it. If you don't mind, I know that each day is different and there's different reasons for having to get up. Um, even though I have a healthy prostate, if I drink too much water, I'll get up at three in the morning and, you know, pee. But my point yeah. is, is um, like if you're doing it up to six times a night or more, like what is sort of once the cells sort and of. And then it was empty and then it, was, it wasn't even peeing that much. It was just getting up to go and then just like dribbling just a little. And it was like really annoying and scary. Sure. 
Because, I mean, my uncle and my father both had prostate cancer. Oh, wow. So my doctor's, like, breathing down my neck to go to a urologist. But I did go to a urologist at M-Cell. And um, they injected my prostate with uh, stem cells. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, you know, not enough of people are aware that they will do that. Um, so do you mind just sort of telling, like, the short version of, like, how that injection was, if you want to share? <laughs> It was just a little pinch. It was nothing oh, like okay. um, when they do biopsies where they just like jab it 12 times, which I didn't do yet. I wouldn't do that because yeah. um, they damage it like that in the United States. Mm -hmm. He just it was like one little prick. He goes, that's the stem cells right there because he would people he put the camera inside the rectum and then uh, there's a little pinpoint that comes out with the needle and he just injected it there. Wow. So um, M-Cell had a camera. It, yeah. Uh, inside okay. see that's what's so that's why i wanted to ask is because so many people don't understand like the level that they go there and how deep they go into this therapy it's not just stick some cells into the vein now in the case of anti-aging exactly. like me it's just cells in the vein cells subcutaneously in the abdomen and of course you know eye injections etc but for someone like yourself um, you know, they actually, you know, do it like, you know, that's, that's all I'm trying to say. It's, it's remarkable. I'm always, and to be honest, it's a, you were the first person I was told that they do that. Wow. So if my question was, so if you were doing it up to six times a night or more, like what is, once the cells sort of kicked in after the three month mark ish, like how did it change and how was it like today? It, it actually happened pretty fast. Like by the time I flew back to Los Angeles after I left Ukraine, I was not peeing all the time like at all i remember just getting off the plane and being like oh my god i don't think i peed once on the plane wow <laughs> and i was drinking water the whole time yeah yeah, yeah. And i thought it was strange and that's but, some, uh, i was so happy now something else i want to say to anyone listening is that it's people say how long does it take to kick in and of course m cell is going to say you know one to three months the reason why they say one to three months is like in the sh as i show in the new documentary when they test the cells in vitro to see how they proliferate um, they realize yeah. that certain cells take about a month to fully proliferate while other cells take up to three months. Yet at the same time, for some reason, because they add all of these growth factors and these biologically active substances that the cells are in in their normal environment, they understand how to give them the best you know, biological substance to help them flourish. For some reason, some people have these extremely fast results like you just experienced. Um, as some people with MS who have not been able to walk normally, they you know they get rid of their walking stick. In fact, another guy with nerve damage and some other issues that I'm going to do a podcast with very soon, he left his cane leaning against the St. Sophia as his thank you to Ukraine for so he was walking around, you know, oh, wow. within the first, you know, like within the first 48 to 72 hours after getting the cells. And of wow. course, M cells doctors are always like, yep, sometimes it happens, but they never want to give somebody that kind of hope that it's going to no, happen that fast. Hope, yeah. yeah. But, That's smart. And yeah, they don't give you any expectations that are like, you know, like over. Yeah. You know, so in your case, it you happened. I can't expect too much. Exactly. In your case, it happened really fast, which is so exciting um, that it did. So that's wonderful. Yeah. I know. I'm just, I, I, I can't wait to go back again for another round. Yeah. I, I really feel like it's it's definitely improved my life. Yeah, me too. Um, that's why I'm so obsessed with it. Can you believe that I'm the only guy on earth that's covering this? <laughs> I mean, I've, I've really looked. I mean, there's, what? Go ahead. And there's no side effects or anything. There's like never been any side effects for this treatment. Everybody asked me what kind of side effects did you have? I said nothing, just uh, better sleep and <laughs> more libido and better breathing. You know, I feel better. 
I feel stronger and I feel much more in control and much more like I can multitask and concentrate on all different things at the same time. Do you feel like that too? Exactly. That's kind of what I was saying in the beginning was like how it affected me mentally. It just did something to my mm-hmm. brain. And I think it's like, you know, it's all a mystery, but the whole mind body relationship and how it's also interconnected. And if your body uh, is in great shape and your mind usually, you know, you know, kind of follows suit and vice versa. But because of the, when I say holistic means the whole body, like they're treating the whole body, not just a specific symptom. Like you didn't go in there just to have your prostate treated. They treated the whole body. That's why they did that huge range of diagnostics because since they're giving you two dozen different stem cell types, why not utilize them all and give it to you and tailored dosages um, on a tailored schedule to treat your entire body. So it's, it's brilliant, you know, it's, which of course is the it complete is opposite of Western medicine. They just treat whatever the <laughs> symptom is and ignoring the rest of the body, you know, so. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a definite switch from uh, Western theory. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And speaking of going um, back, I mean, I'll let you know, I think the earliest, I mean, I'll probably be back in July for sure. Like that's like the one, even though I was there in September, um, July has usually been my annual month. Um, but if I go there earlier, it's because I might go with some of these national football NFL players, which again is up in the air at the moment. Um, of course, because they've never been the whole Russia thing is, you know, freaks them out like everybody. But, um, and of course being who they are also the Super Bowl, which is coming up, I guess it's actually kind of a few days or something that's been keeping them distracted because a lot of these guys are on television as commentators for this. And so we have to, they always, yeah. I was told, let's get past the Super Bowl and then we'll reconvene. So I might be going back yeah. um, sooner than later. And if I do, I'll let you know. I don't know if it's too soon for you. That would be probably around six months. You'd have to ask MCL's doctors if they're willing to treat you that quickly or not. They, they really? don't like to treat people like, I mean, six months is usually the earliest. They might do it. Really? Um, yeah. They usually recommend, and I knew what, I can tell you because I wasn't there for your for your final consultation, they may have told you, and it might uh-huh. be in your paperwork they gave you when they recommend the earliest you come back. Um, but yeah. Yeah, they said to come back in a year. So they did say <laughs> they a year. Okay. They want to come back in a year. <laughs> All right, cool. That's again, that's their recommendation um, because that's they cool. also don't want to oversell and be like, hey, you know, and sound like they're trying to sell therapy. And that's, you know, they want to yeah, be yeah, realistic yeah. about it. They're really cool about that. They're yeah. really good about that. Yeah. Um, it's just the best experience I've had in a long time. I know. And, um, I'm I just know. happy that I got to go. <laughs> it's so it's so crazy, Dean, because uh, I was all set to go, and we had talked, and you're like, "I'm coming." I'm like, "Dude, all trains are sold up. Don't care. I'm gonna figure it out. I'm, I'm gonna maybe rent a private car or a bus." And then, then you were like, "I remember you texting me from the bus. You're like, dude, we've been at the border for how many hours?'" <laughs> It was like three hours. It yeah. was crazy. Like, what a colossal waste of time. Why are we sitting <laughs> here? Going back was 21 hours in a bus. I had to uh, spend to Krakow. Luckily, I rented two seats. <laughs> oh, yeah, good for you. Yeah, a lot of going back, going there is easy. You can get by train. You can get the private car, the sleeper car. But going back, the it's it's they don't have the private sleeper cars. And if they do, it's the four-person sleeper car. So some people have rented, even if they're by themselves, all four you know, beds in the room, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
So it's we'd missed each other in Krakow. We were both there. I know you were busy. I was with my wife and her friends. But did you and go we were to both the... in LA? And we missed each other. I know, too. right? I know. It's funny. We'll we'll catch up one of these days. You know what's funny, Dean? I have so many friends through this journey that I only see in Ukraine. I, I, I've, really? like, yeah, like Lawrence J, the guy with multiple sclerosis who I've been following since 2015. He's the one in the new film. I, I know I shared you a, a password protected link of it, but he's the one with a kind of uh, older doctor who was just was flabbergasted. Um, he had the glasses on. He was like, I've never seen anything like this in my life. He and so many people in my movie are, I've only met them, even though I've known them for now, oh gosh, six years, seven years, eight I, I, only, I, yeah, yeah, I only I see him in Ukraine. It, yeah. I only, now, but since I worked on the new, doc, uh, yeah. yeah, since I worked on the new documentary, I did finally travel to some of their homes because I, you know, wanted to interview them in their homes. But yeah, it is fascinating. Is he going back every year too? Does he go back every year? Yes. However, since he's been getting it every year since uh, he did, he started in Mexico before Mexico ran out of cells. And then he started in Ukraine. I think he went uh-huh. around the same time I did the first time. Anyway, yeah, he goes back every year, but he has not been back this year due to Russia. And But luckily for him, he's in complete remission. He's probably this... doing well, though, anyway. Yeah. Oh, that's in... great. Yeah, and he's had it so many times. Uh, he's in good shape. But he did say, and, and COVID was another one, he did not go during COVID. He did say that taking more than a year off, he started to feel it diminishing. And so in 2021, which he's in the movie there with me um, in July, I believe he did get it again. And of course, doing great, you know, so it goes back again to the the degenerative nature of the disease MS, because it's no one's going to say we're going to cure your MS. It's there's no reason. We don't know why it occurred to begin with. All it can do is push those symptoms back and, you know, kind of fight against the degenerative nature of the disease. Same with Parkinson's. Like, it's not going to reverse it permanently. I mean, there is this one woman in my first movie who, to my knowledge, has never had it again, who went once for Parkinson's has still been fine. I still communicated with her on Facebook. I don't know how that happened. What? Your your dad had your type 2 diabetes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's he doing? Oh, great. And that was a one shot as well. His feet are still fine. But the reason... Now, type 2 diabetes is different because my father... Uh, classic, you know, red-blooded Italian, you know, ate white yeah. white pasta, white bread his whole life, you know, drank a lot of Pepsis, you know, and gave himself type 2 mm-hmm. like so many adults have done. And so once he, you know, and M-Cell told him, and of course I badgered him, I said, look, they're going to fix your feet because it's easy because the endothelial cells will completely rebuild your vasculatory system in your feet. But if you go back to be to your eating habits or just it's just going to come back they're going to happen again so he did not and they're still fixed so it's great so when type 2 diabetes what yeah uh-huh it's interesting yeah because type 2 diabetes not for everyone but for many many people it's a it's adult onset so if people are unwilling to change their lifestyle once it fixes everything then, you know, mm-hmm. what can you do? I mean, however, I will say that MCL jokes sometimes off the record and says, look, we have guys with people with type two that come in, we fix them. And then they come back a year and a half later because they eat chocolate cake and they pound Coca-Cola's, <laughs> you know, and we have to fix them again. And in fact, there's a podcast wow. with a woman from Bulgaria whose uh, child with autism has done really well. And she had um, pre-diabetes. And so she finally got the therapy and she says in the podcast, yeah, they completely reversed my pre-diabetes, but I can't help it. I keep eating chocolate cake and I do all the bad things I'm not supposed to do. But since she goes back every year for her autistic child, she also just keeps getting the therapy and keeps the pre-diabetes at bay. So 
So how does it do that? It levels out the blood sugar? Like, what is it? Well, I don't understand there's how that many works. things, but obviously it levels out the blood sugar. Uh, and also, yeah. and because you're getting um, pancreatic cells as well, there's, I'm not, uh, I don't fully understand all of the science, but yeah. most diabetic, you know, symptoms um, for, for type two have to do with screwing up your vascular system, which screws up your eyesight. You know, it's just, it just yes. slowly degenerates so many things and fetal stem cells just reconstructs all of it. It's almost like, oh, you know, right. the animation where the guy, it's like a, the animation you see where somebody knocks down the house of cards and then somebody builds it back up 10 seconds later. It's like, what's what fetal stem yeah. cells is doing with most type two, you know, <laughs> if the, if the patient, I used to get my, my leg used to get numb when I was cooking, like I'd be cooking for too long and my leg, right leg would get numb and prickly yeah. and like hot yeah. and hurt a lot. And it doesn't happen anymore. Correct. Which is another great thing. I forgot about that. Yeah. Basic neuropathy for uh -huh. almost any patient. That's what that is. That tingling is just a neuro form of neuropathy yeah. and numbness, it'll take care of it. I mean, in most everybody, um, and you know, again, if, if the source in your case, who knows why it is happening, but if it's something that related to a degenerative disease, it doesn't always fix it forever. And that gets why people go back, uh -huh. just, you know, keep it at bay. But, um, yeah. So, sure. Yeah. It's like, you're putting, it's like putting in the bank. It's like, you keep building on the same, uh, on the cells every year and just like getting stronger and stronger or just keeping it um, completely ready for anything. It's kind of like what I was saying. I always like to joke and say it's like cheating Mother Nature, and it kind of is. I mean, going back to people yeah, is. like the type 2 diabetics that keep repeating the same patterns, and then it comes back and fixes it for you. There's nothing else in scientific medicine that can do that for you. And yeah. I guess now, and now we're part Ukrainian, too. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. It is kind of amusing. Um, and I have more courage now. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there could be worse genes that we could be having in us. Oh, yeah. no, these are the best ones. I'm so happy about it. <laughs> uh, I love them. They're great. I yeah, want to go are. back and see them just to visit them. And when you go back, you'll have your same doctor. They won't put anybody else assigned to you. And so I've had, I often, before Russia, I mean, I was going, especially working on the documentary, I was going there four times a year. And every time I'd go, they'd, they'd want to take my blood. They'd want to give me an ultrasound, check my urine, give me a checkup and see how I'm doing. So I was getting physicals four times a year, um, you know, while filming. And because by the way, not that many people pass through Ukraine, but they encourage that, you know, they say, look, we want to keep track of you. We want to keep track of every patient. So every time you come back, even if you don't get the therapy, if you want to just pop by the clinic, we will do a full- Everybody's a case study pretty yeah, much. That's, Everybody is yeah. like, uh, yeah. That's their only way that they can get any statistical data on anything, whether of course, yeah, yeah, is by this doing this. It's and, smart. And I'm, I'm sure by now they've emailed you, right? And said, hey, Dean, how you been? Anything going on? Um, I haven't gotten an email. I don't think I did. But everything seems to be going in my my spam folder. I have uh, to check that out, actually. Check it go out. Because they always do it at the three-month mark, September, October, November. December. Yeah, you got one. Um, they probably want to know how you're doing. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, check it out. Yeah. Because um, that's how, Yeah. Uh, there, you know, if you have any latest uh, blood tests or if you or any kind of testing you've uh -huh. done since, they're they're going to want to see it and stick it in your file. Super. Well, definitely stay in touch and uh, let me know if you're going to go back over there. I will. When you're going to go, and I'll, maybe I'll go too. And if you need any, if you want to know anything else, just I'll let you know. Thanks. I'll email you or something, um, new information or whatever. Awesome. <laughs> or okay. some of my friends that want to go, I'll find out more information too. Absolutely. Yeah. And 
Thank you for the time. Um, it's such a pleasure Thank you. Uh, reconnecting with you. And um, hopefully this Russia situation will end soon. We can go there uh, by airplane again um, versus, you know, the way we did. <laughs> and it's funny, if we ever exactly. get a chance to go back by airplane, we're going to remember what it was like the first time when we went, or when you went. And really, <laughs> really. No regrets. I, so, <laughs> I would do it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, Overall, Dean, I'm so happy that you've had good results. This is why I keep doing this and keep spreading the word about it is, you know, it's cases and stories like yourself. It makes yeah. me so happy. It makes it all the time I take and all and it's the... It's like you want to help everybody. You just want to help everybody. Yeah. Like when you see and like somebody that can be helped. Yeah. And as I... a natural reflex. Exactly. And as I said in the new documentary, which everyone will see soon enough, is, you know, only 25,000 people on earth in history, you and I included, have That's ever amazing. even had this therapy. No one knows about this therapy. I feel so... I feel privileged. Yeah. Totally privileged. Yeah. Me too. I wish everybody could get it. I know. Me you too. Know? Me too. All right, Dean. Let's stay in touch. And uh, thanks for you the time. It, buddy. All right. Thank you. All right. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. That was episode 19 of the God Cells podcast. I will be releasing Ukraine fetal stem cell pioneers very soon for free on YouTube. What is interesting is that my first documentary called Brzezinski Cancer is Serious Business, originally released in 2010, that exploded in 2011. Netflix documentary channel PBS got tens of millions of views on the internet worldwide translated into 12 languages. In 2011, I did a sequel released in 2013. That first documentary is on YouTube again on a very large YouTube channel with a lot of subscribers and has had 2.2 million views since January 1st. Today is only January 15. That's two weeks. So the same YouTube channel, as well as many other YouTube channels, will be hosting Ukraine Fetal Stem Cell Pioneers. I am giving this project away. So sign up to my mailing list, follow me on Facebook, or shoot me an email, eric at ericmarola.com, if you want to be notified of the release of this documentary. And this documentary's YouTube channel has many, many videos spanning back to 2016. And I have 18 other podcasts, so there's a wealth of information out there about fetal stem cell therapy. And I somehow seem to be the only journalist on earth that's covering it. Until next time, stay healthy.